Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. We're going to continue our series entitled More. I'm going to start uh, with Ephesians 3.20 this morning. I'm going to be reading from more modern translation of the living Bible. And it says, now glory be to God who by his mighty power at work within us is able to do far more than we would ever dare to ask or dream of infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. God, I just pray that there would be an expectation in our life, not just today, but for our lives for more. God, I just pray that you would just release just a a greater desire for us to push forward, to progress, to see you do more in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Give the worship team a hand. They did a great job. Uh, And two weeks ago, we started a a series called More. And it's our goal for for the series to get you to believe for more in your life. To get you to believe that you can have more from God. To believe for more for your future, to be, believe more for your family, to believe more for your finances, to b- believe more out of yourself. Anyone in this place want more? Now, I want to just recap real quick just what Pastor Dan, last week he, he shared about how there's nothing wrong with more. Come on, say that with me. There's nothing wrong with more. And we've got to get that into our spirit that there is nothing wrong with having more in this life. I'm not talking about being greedy. I'm not talking about being selfish. But I'm talking about having a more mentality as as Pastor Dan shared last week. Last week, Pastor Dan touched on John 10.10. It says, a thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and they may have it what? More abundantly. So the devil wants to reduce you, but God wants to enlarge you. There's something that God wants to do in your life. More is part of God's plan for your life. You know why? Because God is a more God. God is a more God. He is not a God of lack. He's a God of abundance. He's not a God of poverty. He's a God of plenty. He's not a God of just enough. He's a God of more than enough. Our God is a more God. And that's something to get excited about. That's something to give you hope. That's something that when you look at your future, you should be optimistic. Why? Because we serve a God that is a more God. See, you may have grown up broke. But broke is not your destiny. How many grew up broke? You, you know what it is. I mean, don't be embarrassed. That, that, that's, I mean, you were poor. I understand. I've been there. But you've got to get broke out of you. And sometimes one of the hardest things for broke people to do and, and why many times they can't progress or why a lot of times it's hard when you're broke to progress in life 
or to imagine more for your life is because you've got, you're carrying around a broke spirit on the inside. Broke is not your destiny. You may have come from a family that was broke and, and they were broke and that was part of your generation. That was part of, that was part of generations. It was a cycle in your family. But broke is not your destiny because you serve a more God. Now, Ephesians 3.20, let, let's look at that again. It says, now glory be to God who by his what? By his mighty work at work within Who? Within us. It doesn't say his mighty work within a selected few people. It doesn't say his work within only wealthy people or educated people. It doesn't put any kind of specifics on it other than his mighty work within us is able to do what? For what? You guys are tired this morning. He is able to do for what? Far more than we would ever dare to ask or even dream of infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. So God is so good, he will exceed your expectations. Let me say that one more time. God is so good that he will exceed your expectations. See, it's one thing in life to want more. It's another thing to expect more. Because when you broke is inside of you, you don't expect a whole lot. You've got to raise your expectations. I say you've got to raise your expectations. Go and tap somebody next to you. Tell you got to raise your expectations. Why? Because God wants you to raise your expectations because God wants to exceed what you're believing. God wants to exceed what you're asking for. God wants to exceed what you're praying for. But God wants to exceed your expectations, but you have to have something to exceed first. Did you hear me? You've got to have something to exceed. And we're going through life sometimes. And for those that, that grow up on Broke Street, you, you, your expectations can be so low that, that God can't do anything great in your life because your expectations are so low. Now, I don't want to be dreaming. If God can exceed my expectations, I don't want to be expecting for God to do something at such a low level. Because if he can take me way up here, but my expectations are so low, then I am limiting what God can do in my life. See, your your expectations are God's starting point. And you know, one thing about Christians is Christians are are, are sometimes the ones that go through life with, with such low expectations that it seems like they don't even know God. How is it that you can expect to go to heaven, but you don't expect to succeed in this life? How do you expect to go to heaven, but you don't expect to prosper, to succeed, to break through your problem, to break through through your crisis? How do we expect to, to get to, to heaven and, and to walk on streets and gold. I believe in all of that. I know where I'm going when I die. But if you should expect for something to happen on this earth. You should expect the goodness of God to flow in your life. You should expect to be blessed. 
Why just expect to be blessed when you die? There's no fun in that. I'm sorry. I want to go to heaven, and I know I'm going there. But as long as I'm on this earth, I don't want to struggle because that's not God's plan for our lives. So, so we need, need to understand that our expectations are God's starting point. And when we have such low expectations and we start to say things like, well, you know what? San Jose's too expensive. I'll never buy a house here. I'll never have this. I can never do that. I can never start this business. Then God says, according to your faith, it will be done. Because faith is expectation. And see, a lot of us are wishful thinkers. You ever drive by like a a, a real sweet neighborhood? You're like, man, I wonder what it'd be like to live in that house. Right? You don't do that in the hood. Nobody's dreaming. But you look, look at, man, one day. That's wishful thinking. Because you don't really expect much. You ever watch Shark Tank? I love the, that show. Just, this is the creativity. And how ordinary people have just extraordinary ideas. And they run with these ideas. They, they become successful. Some of them change the world. And you might be sitting there with your own ideas. Or, or you ever watch something on Shark Tank like, dude, I thought about that like five years ago, but I, didn't, I just sat on it. Huh? Yeah, that ever happened? It happened to me. I'm like, man, I, sh- I knew I should have ran with that. You know, I would have been on Shark Tank right now. But, but see, we, a lot of times we're just looking at life with wishful thinking. But there's a difference between wanting more and expecting more. See, we are where we are because of our expectations. We are where we are. You are where you are today because of the the expectations in your life. If you want to go higher, then you need to raise your expectations. If you want to progress in this life, then you need to raise your expectations. If you want to get out of what you're in right now, you need to raise your expectations. Don't blame other people for your low expectations. Don't blame the color of your skin for your low expectations. Don't blame your past or what you've been through in your life for your for your low expectations because according to the Bible, it is his, his mighty power at work within us is able to do far more see a lot of us we're giving too much credit to our past and not enough credit for the power of God working in our life we're giving too much credit for the color of our skin And not enough credit to the fact that you are made in God's image and his power is flowing in you. We are putting more faith in in the pain of our life, more pain, more more faith and expectation in what we've come out of rather than what we're going into because God is a good God. See, you need to expect to succeed in life. I tell my boys all the time, you expect to succeed. You expect to progress. You expect. Now, we don't, there's a difference between walking around with entitlement and expectation. 
So we're not supposed to walk around with an entitlement attitude like somebody owes us. But we walk around with expectation because God's power is working on the inside of us. Now, expecting less is not biblical. Okay? You should write that down. Expecting less is not biblical. And I'm going to teach you about that in a moment. But prosperity is God's plan for your life. And some of you, you're having a hard time with this. You're struggling with this idea because you're thinking, well, Pastor Matt, you're you're preaching the wealth gospel. Absolutely. Yes, I am. But I'm not preaching materialism this morning. You'll see that. I'm preaching the fact that God wants you to prosper. The idea that it was okay to be a Christian and be poor or that it was a good thing started during the dark ages because people had, there was only a limited amount of people that actually had access to the same teachings that the disciples had. So we, we have the dark ages and then you have a man who was a Catholic preacher who, whose name was St. Francis, who would go around preaching in the streets, and, and he did some good things. There, there were some good things that, that he did. But he believed in a call to poverty, and he believed that the way to live humility and the way to salvation was through poverty and rejecting prosperity. So St. Francis started a movement, or his idea became a movement, They were called the Franciscans. And after they would preach and they would minister, they would go out begging in the street for food. Now, what happened is this idea, um, this, this idea carried on through Christianity long after the Dark Ages. So that's why you, you would see ministers that were broke and they were okay with that. That was, that was a good thing because that, that idea started with Catholicism. But that idea never started with God's word. So you have to understand that, that God wants you to prosper. Well, what about Jesus? Wasn't Jesus poor? Well, he was, but not absolutely poor. Let me, let me show you here. Second Corinthians 8 and 9 says, For you know... That the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was what? Though he was rich, yet for whose sake? For your sake, he became what? He became poor, so that, that through his what? Poverty might become rich. So that you, through his poverty, might become rich. The word rich is talking about abundance and blessing. So the word is talking about how Jesus, although he was rich, he was rich. Because there's no broke street in heaven. You you understand that, right? There's no lack in heaven. So although he was rich, he became poor for our sake. So Jesus took on Poverty, because poverty is the result of sin. Poverty is part of the curse of sin. When Adam and Eve were created, they weren't living on broke street either, because God created them in an environment of blessing. But Jesus, in order to reverse the effects of sin, not only did he take on sin, he took on poverty for us. Why? So that we could be blessed. 
Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to what? Plans to prosper you. Plans to prosper you. Who has a plan to prosper you? It's okay. You can talk back. Who has a plan to prosper you? God does. God has a plan to prosper you. Psalms 35, 27. The Lord is great and he delights in the what? In the prosperity of his servant. So God actually takes joy in watching you prosper. What kind of God would take joy in seeing his children struggle? You know, when my kids are prospering, they they do well in school. It makes me happy. It, 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 It makes me proud. I don't like to see them struggle. And you know what? God is a much better parent than I am. And you are all God's kids. And when God sees you prosper in life, when God sees you progressing in life, when God sees you blessed, God takes joy and takes delight in in your prosperity. Deuteronomy 5.33, walk in obedience to all that the Lord has commanded you so that you may live and just get by in life. doesn't say that. So that you may live and what? Prosper. Obedience is the key to prosperity in life. Second Chronicles 20, 20. I'm giving you a lot of scriptures here because you need to understand. I'm not preaching heresy this morning. God wants you to be blessed. Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established Believe as prophets and you shall what? You shall prosper. I just gave you five scriptures and there are many more that, that, that show you that God's idea for your life, God's intention for your life is prosperity. Prosperity has always been God's intention for your life. It's a byproduct of being a child of God, but it doesn't happen automatically. So you have to believe That it's for you. And some of you here today, you're out of broke street. You're not living on on broke street anymore, but broke street is still on the inside of you. Because you don't expect to succeed. You don't expect to go further. You don't expect to have more. And there's another extreme when, when you've come from a poor background is that you try to overcompensate for what you didn't have before. So there's people that have money today. They have, they have wealth, but the, the problem is they overcompensate for what they went through before. And they think that, that having more makes them more. And the pain of being poor, since they don't want to... They don't want to have to go through that that time in their life again. They will work hard for it. They don't want their kids to go through it. Nobody wants their kids to go through that. But they will work hard for that. They will do things. They They will overwork. Why? Because they're trying to overcome something where they came from before because of fear. Listen, having more doesn't make you more, folks. And if our motivation for being successful is rooted out of fear or trying to be better than where our parents came from, 
then it's the wrong motivation. Why do we want to succeed in life? Why do we want to prosper in life? Why do we want to go further in life? Why should we want to dream for more in our life? The reason is because God's word says so. And if God's word says it, then we should believe it and we should, we should receive that in our lives. I want to give you two Hebrew words for prosper. Because some of us need to get material things out of our life. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that material things are bad. That's not what I'm saying. But the kind of prosperity God wants to give you is on a whole other level. There's two Hebrew words for, for prosper. The num- number one is shalom. Shalom is, is, is peace. It's welfare. It's health. It's completeness. It's wholeness. It's, it means the idea here is nothing missing and nothing broken. How many of you want this kind of prosperity in your life? Because you can have money, but you can be broken. You can have wealth, but you can be all messed up and incomplete like we see so many folks in Hollywood. They found fame, they found fortune, but they didn't find God's prosperity. The other word, I like this one, is salak. And it means to push forward. It means to break out. It means to come out mightily, to go over, to be profitable, to cause to prosper. It's an action word that signifies moving forward and breaking through. How many want this kind of prosperity in their lives? Now, God wants to give you something that money can't buy. God wants to give you the type of prosperity that the world could never never figure out. This kind of prosperity is a favor that we works for you anywhere you go. See, this kind of prosperity gives you the ability to prosper wherever. However. Why? Because it's God's favor that's actually working in your life. You can prosper wherever and however. Now, Why would we think or expect any less in our life when God has promised so much? Why would you limit what you believe you can do in this life or how far you can go when God's word has a promise to prosper you in your life? The prosperity of heaven is greater than the riches of earth. Now, some of you want riches. You, you live in one of the most expensive places to live. We all do. But you're, you're chasing money. But there are certain things that money can't buy. There are certain things that money can't do for you. There are certain doors that money can't open up for you. Money is not a fix-all, folks. Money can only go so far. Money is not our vision. Our vision is God's plan for our life. Our vision is what God says in his word. It's to prosper God's way and not the world's way. When you prosper God's way, money will be there. When you prosper God's way, money will, will work for you. But as long as we're fixed with greed, then, then greed becomes our purpose in life. And we're not really worried about prospering God's way because money has a hold of us. Your ability to prosper has more to do with your soul than your bank account. Because, well, let me just back. Let me show you here. Third uh, John Two, Pastor Dan read this last week, touched on this last week. Beloved, I pray that you may what? 
prosper in what? Some things. All things. And be in health just what? As. That's the key word just. Just as your what? Your soul prospers. So God's prosperity flows from the inside out. Now, I believe in working hard. I believe that you got to get your hustle on, right? That's nothing wrong with that. Being lazy ain't going to get you very far in life. But God's prosperity flows from the inside out. See, a lot of us are trying to prosper from the outside in. But we've got to understand that God's prosperity flows from the inside out. If you're not prospering outwardly, it's because of what's going on inwardly. And usually what's, what's not allowing us to prosper inwardly is a poverty mindset. Now, a poverty mindset believes it's not just about money because you can be wealthy and have a poverty mindset. Pastor Dan talked about that last week. Sometimes a poverty mindset manifests in the idea that you don't have anything to offer or that you're not good enough. Sometimes a poverty uh, mentality manifests in the idea that, that people don't value what you do. It, it, it causes selfishness. It causes greed. It causes you to always want to have more because you're so focused on what you lack. You always have to try to make up to have more in your life. And when I see this young generation, when I see this Instagram generation so hungry for approval, what it is, it's really, it's not just a hungry approval generation or a people-pleasing generation. What it is, it's, it's a generation that is stuck with the spirit of poverty on their lives. Why? Because if I need to try to keep up with likes, popularity, looking like I have more than I actually do, then it's, it's an indication that I don't believe that I'm enough. So tell me what I am. Identify me. Tell me what I am. Let me know who I am. Give me more approval. Give me more of this. Why? Because there's poverty in the soul and poverty always focuses on lack. Poverty always focuses on me and what I can get from the next person. But when you have a prosperous soul, you're looking at what you can give to the next generation. You're looking at what you can release, not what you can take. Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your what? Heart above all else. I'm going to finish up right now. Guard your heart above all else for it determines the what? The course of your life. It determines the course of your life. If you're expecting less from God, Less from yourself. That's a heart problem. That's a soul problem. If you're not believing that you can go very far because what happened to you when you grew up or what, what didn't work out. Maybe you didn't do very good in school. Maybe you didn't do 
very good in life. Maybe, I, I don't know, what, whatever it is, whatever your parents did, whatever, whatever has happened in your life, to limit what you believe. That's a soul problem, folks. If you really believe that you can only succeed if your skin color is a little bit lighter, that's a soul problem. That's not the truth of God's word. We come to, to, to church. We come to church every week. We hear about the things that God can do, but we leave and it hasn't gotten into our soul. We haven't received it because we think, you know what? That's for somebody else. That ain't for me. You should have seen what I've been through. You, sh- you should see I'm not very smart. I'm not very this. I'm not that. Uh, this is, is, is not worked out. I've been divorced. I've been that. Blah, 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 blah. We can have a list of excuses, folks. But the reality is there is a promise on your life to prosper. Where is your heart leading you today? Is it leading you to expect less? Or is it causing you to expect more from God? There's some of you, you want more. But I pray that you would expect more. I don't want you to go through life with wishful things. Well, one day, you know, I'm going to be here. No. Let's get away with that someday syndrome. What are you doing now to progress? How are you progressing? Where are you at today? Where, Where are you at right now? Have you progressed from this point? And, and, and are, are you looking back at two years from b- before and like, man, I haven't really progressed. Then, then that's probably what has to do with your expectations. What are you expecting? Stand with me today. I'm going to close up now. Some of you feel stuck today. And you're stuck because you're stuck in your own mind. Have a stuck mentality. Because prosperity is not overflowing in your soul. There's a soul problem there. This morning, I want to pray with some folks. Because, you know, some of you, you don't know what living on Broke Street is like. Some of you do. But some of you don't understand how... Growing up like that can rob you of your imagination, rob you of vision, because you've put limits on yourself, you've put limits on God. And I'm telling you this morning, God is about to do more on your life. God is about to release more in your life. God is about to open some doors in your life. I hope that you would not sabotage your own success because you think, I'm not enough. God is enough. God is a more God. You must expect more. I want you to close your eyes for a moment. I want to pray with some people today that would say, you know what? I've limited myself. I've limited my own abilities. I've limited my future. I've limited my own vision because I don't believe. I've struggled to believe. I struggle to, to see myself moving forward. I've struggled to see myself progressing. Maybe it has to do with your past. Maybe it has to do with your, your disappointments and things that haven't worked out. Maybe it was like, like you like me. My parents split up. That had a big 
part in my life and, and, and walking around with a poverty mindset. Whatever it is, God wants to get that out of your life today. If that's you, I just want you to lift your, your hand and say, you know, I've been limiting myself. I've been limiting myself. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.